0: Hello, it is Friday, February the 2nd, 2024. A little bit after 11 o'clock here on the Eastern Board of Australia. And today's special screencast rant is going to look at a different topic to the first. So the first was ripping narrative apart and trying to glean information uh, at the narrative layer, the MSM layer. Today what we're going to do is because we have before us, uh, essentially, a potential false flag operation, it's not; it doesn't look extremely likely, but it's still potential. Um, so the uh, purported attack on Tower 22 via purportedly <laughs> a drone that purportedly caused three deaths and 40-plus-odd and um, injury assessments <laughs> is potentially a major event in that it could lead to a US response in the region uh, which will further, not just escalate tensions but potentially create a full conflagration. Uh, So it's pretty serious and therefore what we're going to do is drill down from the narrative layer deeper and deeper, closer and closer to the actual sources. Essentially what we're doing here is looking at epistemology. What is knowable? How do you deal with knowledge in these sorts of events? Normally, this newsletter operates at the geopolitical analysis layer, and that's above the narrative layer. What we're doing here is we're descending into source data, essentially what can be understood. And normally I don't do this, but because, as I said, this event is potentially very important, uh, it's worth the process of doing this. I'm sort of demonstrating it to you. And this is the process uh, which good journalists do. Right. Really good journalists are actually, they're the, the first publishing layer. So we'll see that as we drill down. So let's start at the top. So here is the, there's the alert I published, U.S. threatens to start World War III. You know, here's, I'm referencing this particular article uh, by the wonderful David Camp, right? And so U.S. officials told NBC News that U.S. is planning so there's the threat. We're planning to launch a weeks-long bombing campaign in the Middle East as a retaliation. Blah blah blah. Right? Okay. Good. So, okay. Great. Thanks, uh, Dave. Here's what he's looking at, and I'm straight away. This is the key thing. So I've opened this uh, here, and it's not a link directly to Reuters. It's actually a link to this. So uh, why is that? Well, maybe maybe Dave wants to redirect, wants to send traffic to traffic to um, US News rather than Reuters. But I don't trust US News either. So Bugger that crap! So I just search for the headline and go, "All right, where's that?" And then here it is. <laughs> right? So um, how an Iranian ally? Um, no, that, right? Yeah, why uh, Iran ally in? So it's close enough, right? It's so they fucked with that. They fucked with the headline, but okay, let's look at the text. So it's by this journalist who, as we will find out, I like a lot. And so it's a, a powerful Iraqi faction led the dozens of blah 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 blah. A powerful Iraqi, this is the source article, right? So we've gone straight to the the Reuters source for Dave DeCamp's article. Okay, good. And we can have a quick, let's have a quick look at that before we start drilling further down because this is where I started. Um, A powerful Iraqi faction that led dozens of attacks against US forces since October was pushed to announce a suspension of attacks Through pressure from Tehran and ruling Iraqi parties, who felt that the faction had crossed a red line, four sources said. Okay, so this is a summary of the article produced by Timur Azari. And it's a very good summary, actually. Anyway, reading on, Washington pointed to Iran-aligned armed group uh, Khatib Hezbollah as the perpetrator. Now, pointed to is interesting. We're going to get to that. Where the hell does that come from? Right, it's an interesting thing. So it's, there, there's no there's no direct accusation. It's pointed to. It's hints. Right. So again, when we're looking at things like potential false flag operations, they come clouded in uncertainty. This is they, they yeah. They sort of have to. Right? It's a subterfuge. So you we are looking. If we're looking for false black shit, we are looking for subterfuge. This it has to involve it. So we're always you know on, on the alert for that. Right. As the perpetrator of Sunday's drone attack. Alright, what's that a link to? Another Reuters article. Okay, interesting. On the Jordanian Syrian border that killed so on the Jordanian Syrian border, it doesn't say Tower twenty two, it doesn't say El Tanth. Right, Again it's unclear exactly where it happened we note this deliberate ambiguity uh that killed three uh troops and in dozens more and has vowed to right washington has vowed to respond forcefully really no washington i mean that's not it's not an attributable thing right it means someone in washington whatever you know it's not really useful in some senses but it's it's an indication of, of possible directions that the u.s regime may take okay Khatib Hezbollah on Tuesday announced that it was, oh, Link, this is a very interesting article, right? It's the one that contains the announcement, and of course, here it is. uh, Iraq's Khatib Hezbollah, not to be confused with Lebanon's Hezbollah, okay, very different organisations, although both related to the axis of resistance, as we shall see. Anyway, let's continue with the sort of these are two different products. This is, uh, contains a lot of source material, right? quotes from actual people that are attributed by name and role. Very, very good journalism, in my view. This is a summary by the same journalist uh, that is designed for use by, to, by the MSM. Right? This will be the article that they will refer to, even though it is a second generation. This is the source sourcing article, and this is what we're interested in doing, is descending, right? Geopolitical analysis. News reporting, and this is good news reporting, as opposed to the shit you'll find in the New York Times and the Washington Post and all the other fuckers, right? And here is a republication by US News of this, which is the, the sourcing for the MSM, which is based upon this, which is the real data, which contains uh, this brilliant quote, right? This is a quote that Good old Timur Azari. I like Timur Azari. You'll see why. It's a quote from Qatib Hezbollah's Secretary General, Abu Hussein al-Hamadawi. Very important. And there are other important statements in here too. This is, the, this is the article he said pointing at the screen that you can't see me doing. Fair enough. Right. But the question is, that's fine and it's wonderful reporting. But what we have before us is an attack that happened supposedly on one of two, theoretically, U.S. bases in this area. We don't know which yet. We're still trying to work this out. But there's been a declaration that there was an attack that killed three U.S. uh, soldiers. Okay. Or service people. Call them what you want, right? Three people that were under the employ of the U.S. Department of Defense have died. That's the big alarm. Okay, so who has the source information? the US Department of Defence. So that's where we should go. We don't know who did the attack yet. We don't even know that it was an attack, for that matter. It could be, you know, completely not an Israeli-initiated false flag. It could be a US-initiated false flag. I mean, that's a pretty wild allegation to throw. We don't have any evidence for either of these assertions yet. But we're suspicious because of all the clowns of uncertainty, right? So we don't know anything, right? But the source of the... We know the attack is supposedly against the DOD, right? Against US... People and property, as I make clear here, right? Where am I saying? Um, yeah, right? The attack is against persons or property, which is an entirely different thing to attack against the US. That's a territorial reference, right? So attacks against the US are the US, uh, you know, continental US, or any of its embassies around the world, they're considered US territory. That is how shit works for embassies, Right. But this is not an attack on any of those things. It's an attack on one military base or the other. One of them is in Jordan. The other one's in Syria. One of them is there at the the permission of the Jordanian government. And the other is a a completely illegal, invading, occupying thing, which is a completely different kettle of fish. Right. Where was I? Sorry, I'm getting a bit head up. So, yeah, we want to talk to the DoD. Right. So the question is, what does the DoD produce in terms of uh, publications? All right, so let's have a look. Here is something we can look at in a moment. But in here, they have their little menu. And in news, we have these things. We have transcripts of their press conferences. We have releases. These are media releases. And we have publications. These are publications. And if we look at them, we them ready. Here are all the transcripts. Okay, good. Ah, uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked at this yet. Six hours ago. Secretary of Defence Lloyd Austin has held a press conference. That will be interesting. I'm not going to go there. Right now, we're doing these two. This is where it all starts, here. This is the initial announcement regarding the supposed attack that killed three uh, employees of the USDLD. And there's a follow-up here. So this is by the Deputy Press Secretary, Sabrina Singh, and this is by the full Press Secretary, Major General Pat Ryder. Okay? These are what we're going to look at. But I was saying there are these products that are produced by uh, the DOD and they are transcripts and then they are releases. So these are news publications on their part, right? DOD awards, blah, 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 launches, blah, 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 readout, blah, blah. Okay. So that's a readout of a meeting with the UK equivalent, right? Um, Grant Shapps. So so these are, so it's not a press conference, but it's a, a readout, like uh, in the same style that. Um, the U.S. Uh, State Department would produce uh, for a meeting uh, between diplomats, right? Fine. And these are publications. These look like things that the, that the uh, DOD is forced to produce, right? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to look at this Ukraine fact sheet, 27 December. Anyway, these are the official things that they produce. And we're interested in what the hell is going on with this uh, supposed attack uh, that, that uh, they claim is killed uh, three U.S. DOD employees. So, the first discussion of that is here. Right? We, we're trying to get to source data. So, we look here at um, what uh, Sabrina Singh has got to say. Now, she makes a, a collection of statements at the top, which are introductory, in which she's laying out essentially what she's able to say. So the thing to understand, who the hell is Sabrina Singh? She is Deputy Press Secretary, and she, her job is to engage in a cordial manner with the press and to answer their questions to the, to the ability that she can, which is to say there are a set of pieces of information that she's been authorised to make available, i.e., she's an information control point. And that's her job. It's a difficult job, you know, because there are some things they don't know, and may, if it turns out that that suits what they want people to know, they'd like people to know that, but they don't know it yet. There's other things that they don't want people to know, for, sometimes for very good reasons, like this. is sensitive information, and it's not from public knowledge. It's only been owned by various people until things clear out and so forth. But anyway, so it's a difficult job, so let's hold that in mind when we're considering Sabrina's thing. So, as you know, yesterday, three uh, service members were killed and dozens of da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? The names of that were... So here are the names, that's great. Good information, right? Thank you. Um, these brave, uh, in our prayers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, speedy recovery, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are five being assessed for mild TBIs, right? Well, it's TBI, something bodily injury, or I, who knows. Um, We're still assessing what happened. That's interesting. We're still assessing what... And how a, this is very uh, important statement, how a one way attack drone was able to impact the facility. Which facility? Did I skip that? I must have. So we've got the names, and we're going. This is this lasting defeat of ISIS thing, right? This is the this is part of their narrative, right? So narrative is introduced here, um, but it's sort of official narrative. So like it's a feckle. Um, Eight personnel received their injuries, blah blah blah. We are still stressing. Yeah, so they're not telling us where yet. That's interesting. So it's not in the introductory information, which is very suspicious by my, by my view. Anyway, um, so they're still assessing. They don't quite know what happened, how a one way attack drone was able to impact the facility. Um, and US Central Command, who are the, the command that are in control of all the US stuff. Uh, military stuff in the region right so that's the naval base in, in Bahrain at Mamara and all of the shit in the region or as um, I might throw this in the link for this the Scott Ritter interview on uh, judging freedom in which he describes the greater area that uh, Tower 22 and al Tamf are involved in as Area 55 right? not Area 51 UFO people go away we're just talking about Area 55 and um, so, yeah, so we don't know entirely what's going on. Uh, here's the one. We, we do know that Iran-backed militias are responsible for continued attacks on US forces in the region. Right? And as the President, the Secretary said, we will not tolerate continued attacks. Da, 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 da. Um, now, over the weekend, the Secretary received regular updates on the attack against US forces and participated in a briefing with the President and his national security... Right. And today, Austin worked with the Pentagon. This morning, he hosted a NATO security bilateral meeting to discuss the war in Ukraine. So, this shit, we've got a small problem here, Houston. uh, We've got bullshit going down in Ukraine, which is not good. And right now, we've we've suffered an attack. Uh, And i meant to get up here in, in front of you guys and sort of somehow surf this stuff. Let's see how we go. And then NATO summit is coming up soon, and oh my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> cool. And um, uh, NATO Secretary General, uh, alongside Blink <laughs> Alliance, and the news to about, oh my God, all this shit is coming up. Okay, cool. And with that, I'll answer your questions. Thanks a lot. Additionally, um, Secretary Tenderly scheduled visit to Waterbridge National Military Medical Center for... What? So Blink sorry, Lion asked Austin, his tentative scheduled visit to the... Medical centre this evening for follow up appointments. The doctor said bzz, 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 I a couple of people Okay, great. Thank. You. That's great. Line asking. <laughs> Line asking. Right. Now the question that I was trying to answer here, because we're coming back to this. This is the, really the key article which we'll still yet to get to. But the question is here, right? Why the hell is Khatib Hezbollah everywhere? That's damn it. That's the question. Why has Hezbollah? And so was a question I was trying to answer. And yeah, so let's look here for Hezbollah. Uh, now, the good thing about modern browsers and all that shit is that you get the, the scroll bar on the right. We can see. Right, there's mention there. There's two there. And there's one couple there. Right, So there's five of them. Thank you. And we're at first of five. Right? This is the first time the thing's mentioned. So it's Ms. Ms. Singh is speaking. OK. So what does she have to say? Because she's asked about this. Uh, and then, blah, 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 blah. As for any... Uh, also, any update on the perpetrators of the attack, right? So already we're assuming it's attack, or at least the, the press are. Fair enough. That was what she, she must have said, attack up here somewhere. Uh, and there's been a lot of chatter about KH. Oh, cool. We're getting into, into uh, shorthand by the press. KH, KT Hezbollah. right? Uh, can you tell us whether... Sure. Right? And she talks about injuries. And then she goes, right, in terms of attribution for the attack, we know that this is an IRGC-backed militia. That's interesting. That's very, very strong language. In terms of attribution for the attack, we know this is an IRGC-backed militia. Wh- which is what? Right? In terms of attribution. So what she's is saying is we are dead set certain that the, the thing... Which we're claiming caused, you know, three deaths and whatever, uh, was under the control of an IRGC-backed militia, and then she's saying, right, so that they're certain of it's an IRGC-backed militia. So why would they say that if, if we're being, if we're assuming that there's no bullshit going on here and that, and that and that the, the, the this is honest information, the best information that the DOD has at the time and are willing to make available, right? so there's the usual um, qualifier, then what they're saying is the technology that was used was essentially um, IRG, IRGC-type tech. Right? This is shit that, that um, little dweebs uh, in, in PMUs wouldn't be able to, to construct for themselves. Right? This is high-tech shit, and it's come from the IRGC. That, that's how I translate this. Who knows? But that's what I see. When, when they say we know, how do they know? It's the tech. So I, pre- I presume that's what they're meaning. And then they're saying, it has the footprints of Khaitib Hezbollah. All over it. But we're not making a final assessment on that. Because we don't know who's controlling the damn thing. We know what the thing was. And we, we we understand the tech. And it's their tech. That's how I read this. As an honest reading of this, that's what I what I see. Okay. So that explains why everyone's talking about Kaitib Hezbollah. Now, in a sense, what's happening here? The DOD has put out a narrative here. They're, they're just saying footprints of, but we're not. We're, we haven't made our final assessment, right? But we are saying it's IRGC, and we're saying that because we understand the tech. I'm fairly certain that that's what's going down. So therefore, all of this stuff that occurs later here, it's all about Kaites Bolar. Right? Same. That's just a reprint. And here it is. Boom. Because it's Kaitib Hezbollah who are making this statement that we've now got that uh, they've, you know, called off the dogs. Which is great, because, you know, <laughs> what we don't want is escalation. Um, so, yeah, so this is, we're drilling down, right? So this is the, this is the source statement. Now we know where Kaitib Hezbollah comes. It comes from the mouth of Singh, which is, she's actually, you know, run a little bit of narrative work there. It's care- you see what I mean? It's carefully inserted to, so that this name gets thrown in to all of the media reports. And if you look at them, that's what it'll all be about, right? Because that's what was said. Fair enough. And then we can go and look at, um, you know, what else does she have to say about KTB Hezbollah? Right, so the question, just as a follow-up, um, what does that mean? Have you seen any evidence of financing or directing or anything? This is not just in your, a great question. Don't know who, I, who asked that. It's like, give me some, some hard details, please. So maybe I need to go up a further limited. Uh, we know that Iran funds these groups like. Remember they've said um, uh, it's IRGC backed. That they're certain of, right? And I believe that's based on the tech, right? We know that these backmen are the ones responsible for attacks on the troops in right? Beyond that, we're doing an intelligence assessment. Oh, Well, Ray McGovern will be very interested to hear that. Right? What's this um, intelligence assessment, right? Um, we don't have, I don't, I can't give you today that, we just know that Iran funds these groups. So she's absolutely failing on providing any specifics, right? There's a good question and she's going, ah, I don't have that data. Not in a very nice way. She's just going, um, I don't have more to share on that. (laughs) There is a point later on where she actually does make a much better statement, um, regarding, "Uh, I can't tell you no shit, Sherlock, right? So let's get to that, because it's somewhere in here. Um, yeah, it's here, right? So so here's the question. Um, let's put it in context. Ukraine, oh, we're all in Ukraine. Quite literally in the fight, blah, 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 blah. But of course, no, that's her speaking in response to a question. Niles of Stoltenberg, blah, blah, blah. Um, question, is there anything you can do without it? Without what? Oh, the this is Congress's fund you know, funding of, of the Ukrainian stupidity. Right, good. Anything to do without that? Uh, not right now. Yes, yes, thank you. Here's a question. You mentioned that Khotib Hezbollah has some, uh, yeah, responsibility or whatever. As you know, it's part of a popular... Uh, this is very interesting. This indicates that the person ask- asking the question actually knows something. As you know, Kotip Hezbollah is a part of the popular mobilisation group. Now, that's the PMUs that were set up by Soleimani, Right. Uh, and it's part of the Iraqi defence system. Interesting. Who said this? Because that, that, this I've seen um, stated elsewhere, that the PMUs that were formed by Soleimani with the volunteers that, that followed the fatwa that was issued by al-Sistani, uh, as ISIS were marching on Baghdad, it was a call from al-Sistani to his, the Shia to say, we have, you have to defend the holy city of Baghdad. We've got these, these Wahhabist Sunni idiots, madmen, coming down to attack um, the holy city of Baghdad. We have to do something about that. So they all volunteered, and then Soleimani went, right, okay, well, we need to put some groups together. And there was some obviously some um, leadership, military leadership available uh, that was native to Iraq, and so the PMUs were formed. And then, of course, because this happened in the aftermath of the US-trained Iraqi army uh, being threatened by the advance of ISIS. And what did they do? They abandoned all the equipment and ran away. Well done, US. Great training. And then all of that equipment fell into the hands of ISIS and that was the problem. So the ISIS, uh, harvest mad people, who essentially were initially constructed um, by uh, the CIA through Operation Timber Sycamore, essentially just created something that they couldn't control and this is what happened to it. And so in the end, there's a whole battle in the north which is Suleimani fighting with the Americans against ISIS. But ISIS, you know, this is the early phase of the match, marching on um, uh, Baghdad, and they were defeated by the PMUs uh, under the local leadership, but, but sort of general at the general level was Soleimani. So this person knows this, Popular Mobilisation Group, and they're ascribing Khatib Hezbollah to be one of these, and that these Popular mo- Mobilisation Units, the greater group, are part of the Iraqi defence system, which makes sense, because they defeated ISIS, right? The Iraqi army ran away, and these people stood up and defended Baghdad against the advancing Wahhabist motherfuckers. <laughs> so if I was the Iraqi government, I'd be saying, "Right, we need a defence force. There's shit going down everywhere. Who have we got? You go, these guys defeated ISIS. They're all right, let's bring them in. <laughs> so that's what's happened. The PMUs are part of the Iraqi defence system. Interesting. Good, good phrasing by this journalist. Anyway, so how do you get engaged with the Iraqi government specifically on that attack, meaning the attack on um, uh, Tau 22 or al Tanf? we still don't know, right? And this is interesting. Here's Singh. On that attack that happened on our service members, I don't have anything to read out. There's an honest answer from Singh. I can't tell you any more than that. I've not been authorised to say anything, which is to say, I don't know either. Otherwise, if I can't tell you, then they don't tell me either. That's how it works around here. So that's, so when you start drilling down into the source stuff, you, you hit things like this, which are really interesting. So if I had a, um, a video transcript of this, I'd be looking at it. Who the hell asked that question? Because they know what they're talking about. I can tell. <laughs> and this is good of seeing. She's saying, I, I, I don't have any information to add. So good on her as well. This is good stuff. So when you start drilling down, you get into sort of more interesting stuff. But we're operating at the really in the weeds here. Whereas the geopolitical analysis is at a much higher layer, which is, you know, where I try and exist. Um, and, and at that layer bring to you the writings of good uh, analysts and even, be, even more importantly, good writers, right? really good Essentially, they're now analysts because they were journalists. They have all the skills of the journalist, which is exactly this shit. This is what journalists do. They drill now and they find where's the the real data. So let's just continue on with uh, this analysis into what um, uh, General Pat Ryder had to say the next day. Uh, And so here we go. Up front, I want to express our condolences, blah, 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 who were killed in Jordan this weekend in the Iran proxy drone attack on at Tower 22. So on the next day, Ryder is now stating categorically that the attack was on Tower 22 and that Tower 22 is in Jordan. He is nailing the DOD's position to the wall, right? They have to stand by this. This is their assessment. They've concluded to the point that they're prepared to make public that that's where the attack happened. So, uh, it may well be that this is bullshit, uh, but there's a very dangerous place for the DOT to go. Essentially, what should be happening here is that this is a subset of the information that's been delivered to the president, right? The, the, the subset that's allowed to be publicly known. And so there it is. Okay, good to know. And thoughts and prayers and the usual shit, right? Fine. Um, uh, and what have we got here? Calling each of the families, we're going to do something dignified, isn't that nice? Great. Um, uh, and it is appropriate, right? There are families who've lost a, a son or daughter, whatever it be, and this is a tragedy. And I, the cause of this tragedy is the fact that the US Department of Defence is still there. Right? And the longer they stay, the more people are going to die. This is bloody obvious. And so the, this whole damn fucking problem can be solved by the US just up and sticks and fucking off. That's really it. That, that they do two things. They up sticks and fuck off out of Syria, right? They can stay in Jordan. They're, they're invited to be there. That's one. They should fuck off out of Syria. And they should also, the political leadership above them should say to Israel, that's it. We're done, right? We're washing our hands of your blood and we're not going to do any more weapons or any more money or anything. We're done, right? If you want to do this stupid genocidal thing, fine, we'll just leave you in the region and you can deal with your neighbours. See ya. And then the whole thing is off. Nobody's going to attack the US anymore. None of them, right? The The... Ansar Allah will stop attacking U.S. ships. They'll just keep attacking the Israeli ones until the Israelis come to their senses, right? But they'll stop attacking the U.S. ships. They're only doing that because the U.S. are defending the stupid um, Zionists. Right? Very simple. And then all of the, you know, the um, elements of the Axis resistance will stop attacking the U.S. too because they've stopped supporting the Zionists in their genocide. Very simple. And invading places that they shouldn't be, like Syria. So, it's very simple, right? Anyway. Uh, I've noticed that uh, we promoted people posthumously, fine, da 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 And then here's about stuff about what's happening medically with these people, blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. Um, we're looking, ah, uh, yeah, so he comes here to the important stuff. In terms of the additional details about the drone attack itself, right? So again, they're pinning them, they're pinning it on drone attack. Huh? This is a, you know, pinning themselves to the wall, it's a drone attack, say they. Now it was Larry Johnson who was questioning whether it was a drone. Uh, he thought, ooh, a bit too much damage from what, what I know about, you know, drone and so forth. And it was when um, Napolitano forwarded that question to uh, Scott Ritter, he said, well, depends, you know, what the story is. You know, if you've got a, a bunch of, quite a few people in a confined space and the drone gets in there and goes kaboom, then, you know, like, obviously a lot of damage can be occurred. So, you know, he's saying, we don't know, right, essentially. Uh, but anyway, um, still a lot of questions, including, and this is a good one, how the one-way attack drone could have penetrated the facility's air defences. That's a very important question that, of course, the US-2002 will be answering. How the hell did this happen, right? We've just had three people die because something, a munition, got in that should not have been able to get in. And what that says to me, straight up, is whatever radar we have is not fit for task or it wasn't turned on or people weren't looking at it. So there's a major fuck-up going down somewhere here, right? And they need to find out what it was. Either we don't have appropriate defences or they weren't being used properly right and this is a really important area that we should look for and it might take a year or god knows how long before this comes out but this will give us an indication about what's going on and if the findings that come out smell of bullshit then that's because they're covering shit up right? this is another area for journalists to follow up straight away remember looking for interesting questions as well as data that's an interesting question the next one is they don't know about the point of origin this is, raises a very interesting question uh, with regards to drones. They're actually perfect for running false flags because, what's a drone? It's a remote-controlled uh, munition. So it's not just um, a, a piece of artillery, for example. You fire that off and it can't really manoeuvre much. It's just got to follow the laws of physics. And so you know, if you know its incoming trajectory and where it hit, then you can sort of work out where it's fired from. Then you can go, who's in that area at the time? And then you can sort of work out who did it. Right, but if you've got stuff that can manoeuvre and is human controlled via you know, radio or whatever the communication system is, that's a very different thing. Because we've just seen this interesting thing that Napalatana keeps playing on judging freedom which is where, what is it, three members of the IDF go into a hospital in the West Bank dressed up as doctors and um, you know in uh, Arab clothing and so forth and they just assassinate these three people. Uh, who are in beds in the hospital, right, being treated, which is a war crime and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? But so what's happening there is there's an attribution issue, right? And the people in the moment there are confused because they don't they don't understand that these people are actually IDF soldiers and then before they pull out their nasty Western weapons and start killing people. It's the same thing. Who's flying the drone? You can dress up in a nice little Arab costume, you know, and, and position yourself specifically under a, an overflight So that you get seen, you know, to be driving trucks of the type that that Khaitib Hezbollah use, for example. And wearing the clothing that Khaitib Hezbollah wears, for example. And you're there as a Mossad agent and you are controlling the drone. Right? How the fuck are we going to work that out? This is why drones are actually a very, very good way of running a false flag operation. Hmm? all right anyway enough of that speculation um so yeah the point of origin They don't know where did it come from we don't know what that well for fuck's sake then you really shouldn't be planning you know weeks-long campaigns of bombing missions in in syria and iraq if you don't know a, how it got three defenses that's an internal issue that you've got to work out all where it came from jesus all they know is the tech that's what they know that's how I read it, right? They know the tech. It looks like IRGC tech. Now, is it possible that Mossad have IRGC tech? Well, fuck yeah. Of course it is possible. No, don't know that they do, but anyway. And then they're saying, uh, we also don't know which specific Iranian proxy group is responsible. And again, they don't know because they don't know. They that What they know is the tech. And that's got IRGC written all over it. And that's why... A drone, an IRGC drone, is a brilliant piece of false flag gear, right? Anyway, I can tell you that central command is continuing to look into these important questions. Guess what? Well, fucking hope so. <laughs> we'll keep you updated as we can until uh, when we find out anything that's actually you know useful information. Yeah, which is whatever. Anyway, so on they go. Um, uh, let's let's jump into um, the Hezbollah thing, right? Same. Let's look for uh, Hezbollah and see what we've got to say. So we've got four mentions as we can see here, right? Uh, There's a question, General Ryder, have you attributed to Hezbollah or any other group? Who was responsible, right? Responsible, he wants attribution. And the answer is, we don't know, right? Sorry, Jennifer, we're still assessing. Yeah, we don't know, right? And then, so this is um, uh, presumably Jennifer, who's continuing. Oh, right, Jennifer's really pushing the uh, Hezbollah line, right? And why is she pushing the Hezbollah line? Because the day before, Singh throw out the little narrative hook line. Ah, oh, you know, uh, it, we know it was IRGC because of the tech, right? Uh, and it's got the fingerprints of Hezbollah written all over it. Yeah, 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 okay, good. So, so little helpful Jennifer is running the same story, right? Um, has just put out a message on Telegram suggesting that, oh my God, um, telling its fighters not to attack the US bases in Iraq and Syria, suggesting that they will support the fight in Gaza in other ways. Now, this is, means that she's not a complete tool because she's actually throwing in some useful information here. Okay, good. Um, uh, and and suggesting that even if the US strikes them, not to respond. What do you, how do you respond to that? Nice. Yeah, we've seen those reports. This is a beautiful throwaway line, right? Anyway, we've seen those reports. I don't have any specific comment to provide. We haven't quite worked out what to say yet. Other than actions speak louder than words. Thanks. Good one, good. Actions speak louder than words. Good thing for the military to say, right? Especially by their spokesperson. (laughs) So, all good. So, uh, so there's the sort of source data layer, but and and this feeds into here, right? And and this is the key thing. There's this statement which is echoed here, right? So this is on the 30th again. Let's do some date tracking. <laughs> Dink. Here's the 29th, right? Here's the 30th with with General Paddy Ryder, um, and then here we are here on the 31st, right? And we've got this report by this journalist who I like very much, and we will see why soon, Timur Azari. Uh, and he says, Washington's pointed to Iran-aligned armed groups, KTB, Hezbollah. And now we know why, because that was Singh, right? And then writers followed up on it, right? Because essentially the journalist, good old Jennifer, was also going, oh, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, Hezbollah. But with useful information, there's been a, a, a sort of a, a call to kind cool your jets. <laughs> Hezbollah, um, KTB, Hezbollah, not Lebanese Hezbollah, right? Right. Um, uh, it was stopping all attacks, really. Uh, citing uh, unwillingness to embarrass the Iraqi government. This is a compilation of the shit that comes... I'm not going to read much more into that. Let's go here. This is the real article. <laughs> right. Finally, we get to the, the good shit, right? So the good shit is here, right? These are the, the statements from the, from the DOD who have the information about what happened in the attack because they were attacked. Fair enough. And they're an official government source, so good stuff. We get information from them, which is... Um, how they you know they're pinning themselves to the wall saying it was a drone attack and da da da. da. So here we have some great local reporting by Tamori. Iran-aligned Iraqi armed group, right? So that's a that's a reasonable way of um, adjectivizing uh, a Hezbollah, right? They are um, supported uh, by Iran uh, and they are an Iraqi group and they're armed. Not bad. Announced on Tuesday, the suspension of all military operations against U.S. persons in the region, U.S. troops in the region. Interesting. In a decision aimed at preventing embarrassment of the Iraqi government, again that was the term, the phrase he used here. Um, For the purposes of maintaining the interest of those who are listening to the audio only, this is the part where yes, X or no wanders into the wilderness looking for something rather important and completely failing to find it. Did he? Am I losing it? All right, anyway, whatever. Let's go back to here. And this is the quote, which is really important. So, well done, um, Tomori. As we announce the suspension of military and security operations against the occupation forces in order to prevent embarrassment, and there's the key phrase, right, embarrassment of the, to the Iraqi government, we will continue to defend our people in Gaza in other ways. Khaitib Hezbollah, Secretary General Abu Hussein al-Hamadawi, said in a statement. Now, obviously, he's, he will have spoken in Arabic, so this is a translation, and presumably, Tamari is, is, is providing a translation. Thank you very much, translation service. Uh, and it rings true, doesn't it? It's a political statement, and it is also based on... Um, the core issue at hand, which is the genocide that's happening in Gaza, so we're gonna we're gonna stop attacking because we don't want to embarrass the government, right? So this is what, it, right? Boom. Now, Tamariya said, um, he's he's saying, why is the um, why is this group uh, going to cease and desist on attacking um, uh, U.S. military? people whatever uh in the region because they're trying to in fact it's all about not embarrassing the iraqi government which is to say that the elements of the iraqi government which have had a word to them and said would you fucking stop this please right okay and then here we go three us troops all right summaries about stuff we know and then he's he's very nice he's quoting footprints good stuff right though the asylum assessment something very like this right we like this journalist this is accurate reporting right very carefully none uh, declined to comment on the group, saying actions speak louder than words. There's that shit from Ryder. Great. The US has vowed to respond to the attack. Yeah, because that's, that's the shit coming out of the mouth of um, uh, Lion R. Austin and also um, I've got no idea Biden. So, Iran uh, aligned groups known collectively as the Axis of Resistance have been waging attacks against Israeli and US targets from Lebanon since October. 7. True. Very good. Koteva is the most powerful. This is very interesting. In Tamori's view, Kataib Hezbollah is the most powerful faction in the Islamic resistance in Iraq, and he is that umbrella group—an umbrella group of hardline. Well, all right, well, probably they are pretty hardline. Shiite, as in they're with the Shia, so that's uh, Iran is a uh, Shia a Muslim Shia uh, nation. Armed factions that have claimed this is interesting—that have claimed is the most powerful faction in this group, the Umbrella Group. And the Umbrella Group have that have claimed, says Tomori. Interesting. More than 150 seconds. Since the Gaza war began, it's not a war, it's a genocide. Anyway, he's allowed to, you know, he's sort of following the official line there. Fair enough. Um, I'm assuming that Tomori is a he, by the way. Tamuri may well be a she. I'm not sure of, of the, if there's a gender indication associated with that name. I'm just going to continue with he, and my apologies to to Tamuri if, if um, Tamuri is not a he. Um, the U.S. has responded to deadly strikes in a cycle of escalating violence that Iraqi officials said threatened to undo progress towards stabilizing the country after decades of conflict. And, oh, you beautiful Tamuri. This is a beautiful summary of the situation. This is a very, very good summary. Right? this why are the iraqi um why is the iraqi government uh pressuring uh, hezbollah khaytib hezbollah to stop these attacks because it's destabilizing the country they're trying to calm shit down after decades of conflict and they're in a very difficult position right so that's beautiful reporting as far as i'm concerned that's why i like this this dude right or, or gal um khaytib hezbollah follows Days of intensive efforts by Iraq Prime Minister to prevent a new escalation of after the Jordan attack, his foreign affairs advisor, Fahad Al-Adin, said. And that's interesting because this reminds me of Saladin, right? Who was the uh, Muslim uh, person who uh, uh, fought against the invading uh, Christians in the, uh, in the uh, what do they call the, the, the Christian invasions of the Holy Land back in the 1000 AD and whenever that, 1100 AD? The Crusades, that was it. Yeah, anyway, Saladin was the, uh, was the Turk, uh, etc., who led uh, forces against the invading, and they were. They were <laughs> invading Christian armies, led by brave and stupid people alike. Anyway, so uh, Saladin writes again. Uh, Prime Minister Muhammad Shia, interesting, right? first name Shia, uh, al-Sudani, has been, and this is a statement by uh, Saladin, has been hard at work in the past few days engaging with all relevant parties inside and outside of Iraq. And what does that mean? That means they've been talking to Iran. That's what that means, right? And others, no doubt, but that's certainly what that means, right? So, um, all sides need to support the efforts of Prime Minister to prevent any possible escalation. So, this is the call that's gone out, right? In a statement, Hezbollah, Koteb Hezbollah also said there were disagreements with allies over its attack singling out Iran. There we are. So there's the point. And this is a very important statement. It, it said counterparts in the axis of resistance, let's just run through them again, right? So the axis of resistance is Iran <laughs> and the IRGC and the Iranian army and everything to do with Iran. And Syria had everything to do with Syria because they have a mutual defence treaty, right? So there's a Syrian Arab army and everybody else that's, that's essentially on um, al-Assad, the, the Syrian government side, right? And then we've got the PMU units that were set up by Sulawani, which are part of the, what, what did the journalist describe? The Iraqi defence system, right? So these are elements of the axis of resistance. Now, uh, certainly so is Ansar Allah, in, in Yemen, everybody loves these people. Crazy buggers do whatever the hell they want. They're very hard to control, but their heart's in the right place. They're doing exactly the right thing. They are complying with the Genocide Convention. and making life very difficult for the genocidal Israelis. Everybody loves them. And then everybody's very happy about the success that Hamas had in uh, you know, elevating the plight of the Palestinian people with an absolutely devastating successful single-day attack. Not a war, an attack. <laughs> on Israel, right now, but to go back a bit to the dirty war in Syria, Hamas were fighting for the uh, on the side of the insurgents, and uh, the Syrian government under Al Assad called on Hezbollah to help fighting these crazy Wahhabist idiots, right? And so uh, Hezbollah came to give my hand. That's the Lebanese Hezbollah came to give my hand, as of course did uh, uh, the uh, plenty of IGC people from. Iran, and in the end, uh, so did Russia, because they were quite interested in making sure that they didn't lose control of their uh, naval base at Tartus. They've only got two warm-water ports. One of them's in Crimea, and the other one is at Tartus. Uh, And as part of the deal, uh, they they got uh, an airfield at Khamemanimanimanim or whatever it's called. Isn't that cool? So, now, you wouldn't put uh, Russia in the axis of resistance, but everyone else I've just mentioned is... Uh, and Hamas are sort of in only because of their recent work. Earlier they were not <laughs> because they were fighting for the, for the insurgents, right? So, anyway, complicated, right? Welcome to the Middle East. Have a nice day. Um, but this is beautiful, right? This is talking about the counterparts in the, in the axis of resistance. Often object to the pressure and escalation against the American occupation forces in Iraq and Syria. Now, notice the language being used. Right? The American Occupation Forces. So that's quite specific. It indicates where the, the words are coming from, right? It said, counterparts, in its statement, Katib Hezbollah. Right, so this is a statement from Katib Hezbollah, And in that statement, it is saying that some of the counterparts of the axis of resistance often object to the pressure and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, what does that tell us? There is no unity of purpose and decision within the axis of resistance. There is some, obviously. You know, it's a Shia group and so forth. And obviously they're aligned with the interests of uh, Iran and Syria, obviously. Uh, but also with the, the plight of the Palestinians uh, in, um, you know, who are living under the despotism imposed by the Zionists uh, and so forth, you know, there's a certain commonality. But how it is that they go about, you know, uh, meeting these political objectives, they're not always in agreement on this front, right? So all this around back, this and da 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 it's, a, it's like there is disagreement there, right? So this is a very, very important statement for the people um, who, who keep, you know, claiming that this is unified, singular, you know, force that's trying to you know do X, Y, and Z and you know, it's all around this and around that No 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 no. There's a lot of variability going on. Anyway, moving right along. Iran has denied involvement in the exactly. Iran said we uh, we didn't say it. In fact the other way around, what we're receiving evidence here is that they're telling the uh telling KTI Hezbollah to cool their jets. Why? Well that's what the Iraqi Parliament are saying. The Iraqi Parliament's saying how the hell are we gonna stabilize this bloody country? It, <laughs> constant fucking attacks. We need everyone to calm down. We want the U the US to fuck off. We also want the, um, the right now, for the, uh, for the PMUs to also call their jets. So that's what's going on. Isn't that interesting? So this is what happens when, when you drill down. You you get to understand the background to stuff. And this particular report is fantastic. And this journalist has just risen uh, in my, my estimation dramatically because this is really good reporting, right? And there is further below, if I recall correctly, statements from... Ah, the Prime Minister. Um, We had that one. Um, Founded in the aftermath of the 2003-led invasion of Iraq, Qaytabr is one of the elite Iraqi armed factions closest to Iran, i.e. they were formed by Soleimani. Uh, Iraq government is backed by parties and armed groups close to Iran right though not directly by the hardline groups that have been firing on US forces Western uh, and Iraqi officials say that's a very interesting statement hmm Baghdad has condemned the attacks right so by Baghdad he means uh, or she uh, the uh, Iraq's government condemned the attacks while also saying regional escalation would continue as long as the Gaza war went on I and there was the other thing with there was the, you know, get the puck out of our territory, please, U.S., you're causing half this damn problem. Because they are. They're, they're also attacking the uh, military commanders uh, of these units. And why would they be doing that? Well, they're getting attacked, but it also serves the purposes of Israel. So, anyway, it's all very complicated as ever. Right, this has been going on forever, and that will have to be enough. So uh, so the idea here was to look at the descent, right? So here, here we are at the sort of geopolitical level, or not really, this is very specific, but it could lead to something very seriously geopolitical. Right. And that's based upon this report here, which is based upon that. Why not? But there's the real report. And then this, really, the real report behind that is that. And then here are the, this is where all the narratives actually been coming from. It's these two kind of things. And the other thing we discovered was, my God, there is uh, something to look at. Uh, a statement by, uh, by Lion Austin. let see what he's got to say next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.